0: We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. Today, we are coming at you with a kind of different topic in the preptober series. It's a last minute story inspiration, okay? For people who are just jumping into NanoRimo and don't have a story idea. I know who you are. You're a writer out there. You want to get you want to do NanoRimo, but you're kind of late to the party. You didn't prepare in in October or you didn't prepare as much as you wanted to, but you just decided that you want you're in. You want to do this. You want to write a mo- you want to write a novel in the month of November. And that's awesome. Congratulations. You should be proud of yourself for taking this step and for committing to this challenge. So, all you need now is a story idea, right? (laughs) So, if you don't have a story idea, that's what this episode is going to help inspire you to come up with. So, me and Kate are going to approach this from the angle of coming up with a story idea that is either like from your collection of plot bunnies. If you're like me, you have like a collection of <laughs> like stacks fl- of
1: notebooks, <laughs> filled stacks with of them.
0: notebooks and Scrivener projects with tons of ideas that you are excited about or you have been excited about in the past, but you just don't know how to choose. Or we're also going to kind of explore the angle of you have no ideas. And you don't know how to come up with an
1: idea that is solid, that you can run with, that you feel inspired by, that will sustain you. So or gonna- you might just have a bunch of disjointed ideas too that yeah. you're like, hmm, well, I'm not really sure how to make all that fil- fit together into a story. Is it one story? Is it multiple stories? Yeah. We're gonna kind of give you some tips for how to condense it and figure out, okay, that seems like a solid story idea. Let's go with that. Exactly. So, a couple of different angles we're coming at this
0: topic today. Um, But if you are a writer in need of a solid story idea that you will be excited about and create, bring to life in the month of November, stick around and keep listening. This episode is for you. First, before we get into this, we have to thank our sponsors who are you guys. You're the ones who support this show and keep it going. And we love you guys so much. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you so much for all of our amazing patrons to all of our amazing patrons. And if you get value out of this show, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. Okay, let's get into it. So I feel like we should first address writers who are not sure what they want to write at all like they don't really have a wealth of story ideas waiting in some dark corner to be (laughs) to be unboxed and and looked at we'll get to the we'll get to that writer in in a little bit in a few minutes but first i think we should address like the i have no idea what i want to write but i know i want to write right so
1: like what would be the first piece of advice that you would give to a writer who asks you that question. Figure out what type of story makes you passionate. What kind of stories do you love engaging? And by engaging, I mean reading, watching TV series, watching films. What sorts of stories do you love? And I'm not just talking about genre. I'm talking about topic and the way they're structured. Is it um, things that have a compelling element of mystery in them or things that have... Uh, the element of a love triangle in them, or things that have a flair of the historical in them. Figure out what elements of a story do I just love to see in TV series, books, movies, etc. Figure out what those things are, and figure out also what genres you love
0: watching Mm.
1: and reading. What genres are it that you can't get enough of? And Genres have really kind of exploded open over the past several years, the past decade, arguably. There's lots of mixed genres and all sorts of new genres coming out, too. So it doesn't have to just be one thing like fantasy. It can be urban fantasy. It can be high fantasy. It can be, you know, um, uh, like realistic. What do you call it like when it's a little bit of magical realism? It can be all different types of subgenres. So figure out what specific Um, type of genres do you get really excited about? Yeah. And I think a huge element of that is like vibe, Mm. which is kind of a vague way to describe it but
0: basically it's yeah, the same so thing true. you're saying. Yes. You know, like it might be, okay, fantasy vibe, but let's say, because this is popular right now, you're obsessed with the dark academia aesthetic. <laughs> right. Okay, so there's lots of fantasy that is not dark academia aesthetic, but th- but maybe that's what really gets you. Maybe that's really what pulls you in and makes you inspired and makes you want to like build a beautiful Pinterest board and write characters in this dark academia fantasy world. Okay, If you can get excited about that run with that like basically like i think what you're saying and what i'm thinking too is
1: what can you really get excited about exactly you know that's really what's going to sustain you yeah so it's like a few key elements it's vibe it's genre or genres and you don't have to be super strict with that i'm not i'm not a rules person at all. So I don't believe in sticking to one genre and I've never done that. But figure out what sorts of genres make you feel like, wow, I love that. I actively seek out books and films that are fill in the blank, medieval, contemporary, romance. Just identify a few things that, hey, yeah, I really love that. Because if you try to go for something that you don't even like spending time with in in general, you know, most likely you won't have a fun time writing it is what I'm trying to simply say here. Yeah, because you have to do it for you before anything else. Exactly.
0: Not for, oh, I think somebody would like reading this. Right. (laughs) Or I think this genre is popular right now or I could sell this. That should kind of come second place to the inspiration that drives you to create it just for yourself because it's really a labor of love. And the more work you have to do for your book, the more it's a labor of love. Because if you have plans to create this book and maybe publish it one day, that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of creative energy, a lot of passion on your part. So it has to be something that you genuinely love, right? You know, not something that oh, I wrote this because it was popular at the time or it seemed like it was trendy. You know, has to yeah. be something that you personally have a emotional connection to. And you might surprise yourself by what that what that is. It doesn't have to be what you've always written in the past. If you've written other projects for NaNoWriMo or other projects in general and you stuck to one kind of comfort zone genre, don't feel like you have to stay in that comfort zone. You might surprise yourself by stepping outside that comfort zone and trying something new. But as long as it's something that you can still get excited about, I think it's definitely an important element there.
1: And I love the idea that you presented in a video you did not too long ago of the story smoothie thing. Yes. So do you want to explain that? Because I think that ties in perfectly with what we're saying here about finding those elements that you like and making a story smoothie. So Abby <laughs> is an expert at story smoothie making.
0: Yes. yes. So how it would is. you explain that? It's a really cool method. And you guys should check out the video because it's probably gonna be more concise than my explanation is going to be right now. But definitely check out that video. We'll link it in the description box below this podcast if you're on YouTube. Um, Basically, the method is this. You take four elements of story, and those elements are genre, characters, plot, and theme. Okay? And then you make like a master list of your favorite stories that currently get you inspired and excited. Okay? They can be old favorites as long as they still get you excited. And then you go back to that list, those four story elements, and randomly choose, but with a little bit of intention, four stories that you get really excited about, whatever those elements are. So genre, let's say you are really excited about a particular genre of one of those stories on that list, put that story in the genre slot, okay? (laughs) That's the ingredient number one. Characters, and by characters, I don't mean copying and pasting somebody else's characters. I'm more talking about what is it you like about the characters' personality traits and their relationships with each other. Okay? These characters that you're gonna create are gonna be your own characters, but they're kind of inspired by the personality traits and the relationships of a character and of characters in a different story that you like. So take that inspiration, put that into ingredient number two. The plot is more of, I'm talking about like the premise, okay? The setup of the external events that are gonna happen to your characters. And so you can draw that from a different story, okay? So you're creating like a combination. You're basically drawing small elements from multiple stories and putting them all into like this proverbial blender and same with theme. Okay. So do the same thing with the theme. I explain all this better in my in, in the video because you can kind of see how I give a few examples of what this looks like. Yeah. But once she you- gives some amazing
1: examples so you can get with with very uh familiar and popular stories. So yeah. most people know, oh, okay, like that plus that and then you take these elements. So yeah. it, it is really good. And so then once you're you- explaining it great now too. <laughs> so. Then once you blend them all together,
0: um what, what you end up with is a story that looks nothing like any of the stories on your list. And you'll be surprised by how once you like put your own twist on it, your own unique ideas and creativity, those different elements are really just their inspiration that you drew from various other sources. Okay, you're not copying somebody else's plot or characters or story verbatim. Absolutely do not do that. But draw inspiration from multiple sources, from different stories that you love, okay? And see how can I create a smoothie, like a hybrid of these various different elements that create something totally new, something the world has not yet seen before. Okay, so you're not copying anybody, but you are drawing inspiration from other various sources. And this is something that I find works so much better than writing prompts because it helps you to have an emotional connection, like immediately with your new unique story idea, your story smoothie, because there are ties to, there are emotional ties for you, to stories that inspire you, you know? And you can feel excited about this new story because you can see the threads of inspiration and where they came from. Even though the way that you're going to craft it is going to be unrecognizable to the things that you, the sources that you drew inspiration from.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's such a brilliant way to do it. And really, the thing is, a story is always coming from different sources of inspiration yeah so if we can learn how to channel that and direct that into well what are some of the stories that inspire me the most and why and how can i draw on those elements that inspire me maybe it's the time period like yeah. you were saying, or maybe it's a certain country or culture or maybe the relationship between the characters and, oh, wow, that just really, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. Those elements are going to be great in helping you develop your own story that will be every bit as addictive. Yes, exactly. and you'll be just as excited to, st- to sit down and write the next chapter of your book as you will be to watch, say, the next episode in that TV series that you find addictive. Find out what makes it addictive. And that's something you talk about a lot in some of your videos is finding the elements of why is that mm-hmm. unputdownable. Yeah, exactly. I have a whole video on that, just like studying
0: stories, how to study your favorite stories and learn from them. Um definitely check out that video if you're interested. I give out a study guide that will help you to un- untangle and demystify those elements of story that make you fall in love with it. Um but yeah, that I think this is such a important tool to use is drawing inspiration from what gets you excited. It might not be like the whole thing. Like you might watch a show or a movie or read a book and you really didn't care for a lot of it, but you really liked one element about it, like the relationships between the characters or something, or the romance, or maybe just the setting and the vibe, the tone. Right. (laughs) Any of those elements that you're like, ooh, I really liked that. I would have liked that, but in a different story, you know? Right. (laughs) Like, I wish that there was a, um, you know, this version of this story you know I, i'm trying to think of like an example <laughs> but basically like if you took um a story that you love if you took like four or five different stories that you love pulse them all in a blender and out comes a new story that the world has never seen before <laughs> and it's something that you can't even recognize that what those other stories that they, that it came from those other stories, but there was inspiration there from right. those other stories. And I explained it better in that other video, so definitely go check that one out. Yeah, but, but it's w- like you were saying, you know, it's it's something that all writers do. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, you you're never just sitting in a sterile white room with absolutely nothing, and oh, now I feel really inspired. It's always from it can be from nature. It can be from the people you're around. It can be from a story you were told. It can be from a place that you went or a painting you saw. Artists of every kind are constantly drawing inspiration from other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise,
0: you don't have like anything to say.
1: Exactly. It's it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. the process. Right, exactly. It's really the process of design. Like we've been watching a a. a drama series that revolves around two fashion designers. And there was an episode where they, they draw all this inspiration for a particular collection from uh, paintings out of a book. And it made me think like, yeah, exactly. Like, really, it is a process of design, no matter what art form you're in. Design is a very important part of the creative process. You are drawing inspiration from something you saw that just sparked Oh, the colors of that, the textures of that, the the relationship between those people, the sound of that music, that film, something about that time period. It's like these little snatches that we're constantly adding to like a mental pin board in our minds of all these things that slowly start to take shape and become a story. Mm, you know what I mean? That's a good description. That's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. So that's really... Um, it's not that, oh, I feel like I'm like, a. you know, just taking that idea. It's not even the idea. It's really you drew inspiration from something. And it can be really anything. It can be a story or a song or someplace you've been or something that happened to you. There are many different ways you can draw inspiration and collect those things in your mind. Maybe even journal them or create a Pinterest board or whatever. Whatever type of um, note taking you like to do, whatever medium, kind of keep track of those things. And what is it that gets you super excited? Yeah. Another thing I find
0: really interesting about this topic is that those things over time become tropes.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, those
0: things that like originally only one person did it, maybe, and then another person did it, another person, another person, and all in their own styles and their right. own different stories. And then suddenly we have a trope, something called a trope, you know, that's whatever something generic like enemies to lovers or something like person with magical powers goes to a boarding school for people with magical powers like how many times have you seen that right so many times now are all of them copying harry potter no not necessarily (laughs) it's a trope now you know the thing is is people who
1: fall in love with that specific combination of things Mm -hmm like to see it repeated really yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's like if you went to a coffee shop and got a really great cappuccino you wouldn't be like well that was a great cappuccino i'll never have to drink one again
0: you would have to <laughs> drink one like uh the next two hours right <laughs> maybe two hours well, the after thing is, that. is, then
1: when you go to a completely different coffee shop maybe even in another country and you see a cappuccino you can't wait to try it because you want to see how they make it right you know what I mean? It's not like, well, I had one of those once. I never need to taste that flavor again. Most likely you fell in love with it. And so now you're seeking it out. So if you feel like, oh, well, that's overdone, you know, the the vampire love triangle. Well, if, if you're excited about that, you know, who's to say that you shouldn't be writing it? If you're excited about, you know, writing a certain type of historical fiction that, You've seen, okay, well, that, you know, uh, Revolutionary War, whatever. I've seen other books like that. Well, it hasn't been done in the same way you're going to do it. Right. Exactly. It's important to remember that. No one's going to have your unique take on it. No one is going to verbatim already have written what's in your head. (laughs) Only you can write that. So that's important to remember that your experience is unique. Where you are in life right now is unique to only you. Which is a really profound thought. If you actually sit still and think about that for a minute, that no one is exactly where you are right now with the same experiences you have had up until now. Only you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's you pretty can't, impressive. You can't not create something unique, right? Exactly. Basically. So what you're going to create yeah. is
1: going to be unique, no matter what. And your right. people will find you. There will be people who want to read your book. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: um, another thing that when you are let's say you're a writer embarking on this journey (laughs) for NaNoWriMo and you need to come up with a story idea really quickly and you haven't really figured anything else out. The other thing, like flash piece of advice that I would give would be to figure out your main character's internal conflict of course you knew i was gonna say it figure out your main character's internal conflict even if you don't have to even if you don't like create a whole character profile for them okay i get it if you want a pants you want to just like wing it you want to see where this takes you and stay excited about it without having to like sit and stop and sketch things out i totally get it but you should internally know what does this character want what are they afraid of what is their misbelief, and what is the clear goal? Like, do they have a clear goal and am I showing this clear goal to the reader? That's pretty much all you need, okay? We'll we'll keep it very minimal, very, very minimal, but that's basically all you need going in to start, okay? And if if you want to dig deeper into that, check out my character profiles because they're really great. But I understand if you don't want to like Stop and do all this outlining, especially if you're last minute nano prepping or just jumping right into nano That is the essential four things. I think what I just listed.
1: Was right, things. which like you were saying, it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be. Oh well, that's dawning. I have to figure out what their fear, their misbelief. I. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's it's so much simpler than it can sound if you haven't heard that i've heard it many times with living with abby i know all about this so at least once a day (laughs) she she did a video about um how disney handles this and they do it very simply right so let's take beauty and the beast for instance Belle's internal conflict is introduced in the first five minutes of the film and it's she has a fear of living out an ordinary life. She wants something exciting. She wants adventure to happen to her. Very simple. That's not that complex at all. And in fact, there are millions of characters and millions of books that have the same internal conflict. So it doesn't have to be this, you know, uh, we have to have the Bahamas of internal conflict. You know what I mean? It can be something very specific that lots of, you know, not not very specific, very simple is what I meant to say, that very a lot of people will be able to relate to. Doesn't have to be, oh well. Let's you know go on hiatus to figure out what their internal conflict is. It can be something very quick and simple. And
0: sometimes the ones that you like get immediately, yeah. or you don't overthink, end up being the best ones. Right. So like, try not to overthink it too much. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. The one that comes to you right away yeah. usually is the. Best I see one. a lot of
0: writers who write to me and want my opinion on the internal conflict of their character and seem to be deliberating over it a lot and. I find that when, just based on what I've observed, when writers start to overthink it too much, they start to like second guess themselves in a way that if you had just gone with it, you wouldn't even be doubting yourself and it would be good. It would actually be really good. And I understand the impulse to want to take a step back and really think it through. But sometimes that actually stifles you creatively. Sometimes your creative intuition knows best. You should just run with it. You get the idea, you're excited, run with it. And we're we're already like running out of time here on our podcast. We haven't even addressed the writers who have a bunch of plot bunnies. So we should probably talk about that.
1: Yeah, let's dive into
0: that one. If you have a bunch of story ideas and you're just like not sure what to choose, I think you can kind of apply the same principles that we just talked about as far as like, well, which ones are you the most excited about? And one of the ways that I've helped myself to like narrow it down is to ask myself just a few very basic questions um, based on the story premise and the theme of the story. That to me is something that really either makes or breaks the process. Like if I don't really believe in the theme, if I'm not really excited about the theme of the story or the big idea, um, I will find that my motivation kind of fades throughout the writing process. So that's an important element for me. So I try to ask myself, what's the main big idea what's the what's the theme the overarching theme of this entire story as a whole and if I can put it into one line and maybe write out all of my themes for all my story ideas in one line and then just like scroll through that document reading each line reading each theme there will be at least one two maybe three hopefully not too many that jump out of me jump out at me and really like hit me in the heart like oh that is I really feel passionate about that right now. And it's okay if you don't feel passionate about it yet, because chances are you probably will in the future at some point. If you felt passionate about it at one time, you probably will feel passionate about it again. And what you feel passionate about right now and you write a story about right now might be the exact time that you need to write that story and then in a few years you might not feel as like excited for that theme, it doesn't mean the theme has gone stale or that it's no longer good. It's still a good idea, it's still a good um theme, truth, message that you wove into that story, but it was necessary for that time, that season of your life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the place I was in when I wrote 100 Days of Sunlight, the theme of that book was so important to me at that time. And it still is important to me, but it, it was like the fire was burning the brightest, mm, you know, yeah. during the time that I wrote that book. And that's that theme, that big idea still matters to me, but it was the most on fire, I'd say, when I wrote that book. And that's part of what really supercharged the writing experience
1: right and i think that's part of how you'll know it's time to write that story is Mm. when you it just jumps out to you and kind of grabs hold of you and that's really when you should act and write it then and and you'll know that feeling you will definitely it's a very distinct feeling of like i can't imagine not writing that and if you feel like that about several stories then check the other elements what what combinations of genres and vibes and things all the stuff we already talked about what which one excites you most in that way then you know what vibe is most um interesting to you and then kind of just go down that checklist through it's a little bit of a process of elimination if you have a lot i can't relate very much to having loads and loads of plot bunnies because i have like I really stay with one idea for a very long time. (laughs) So I have, like right now, writing, co-writing a project with you, editing a book and being in the process of writing another book is the most I have ever done ever. And Abby's over there like, I'm writing all these books and I have all these ideas. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. But you can kind of go through a bit of a process of elimination.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely an elimination game. And that is is something I made a video about a long time ago and in that video, at the end of the video, I said, and this advice still applies, (laughs) if you cannot decide, you're literally stuck, you can't decide, you can't figure it out, all the themes are important to you, all the stories matter to you, you wanna write them all right now, then narrow it down with this one question. If you could only write one more book, what would it be? And I think you know what it is. I'm not even going to say anymore. I think you know exactly what that book is, and I don't mean that in an ominous way. Like you can only write one more. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, like uh, let's say you know you you get swept off to another country tomorrow, and you have to you know become a, a, di- a you can't write anymore. You just you would have to do something else with your life, <laughs> okay. right? Right. If you could only write one more story, what would you write? And intrinsically, I think you know which one it is. Yeah. You know, mm.
1: yeah, kind of check with your gut, see what your yeah. gut feeling yeah. is on it. Trust you, like you were saying, trust your creative intuition. A lot of times, that first tug of inspiration, like "Oh, I think I should do this," yeah, is usually the wisest voice
0: to listen to. Mm-hmm. And and what what feels kind of a little bit intimidating, but exciting, usually that is what what is calling to your heart and you need to just take that leap of faith and enjoy it, have fun. That's the biggest, most important thing at the end of the day, have fun. Exactly. What is the most fun, self-indulgent story you could write? Write that one. Mm,
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That will keep you inspired and writing until the end. Yeah,
0: totally. So hopefully if you are a last minute nano participant and you are jumping into this writing challenge, totally unprepared. Hopefully this episode has given you some inspiration, some quick tips to help you to find a story idea that you will love, that will inspire you to create something amazing in November. We wish you the best of luck with no- with NaNoWriMo and hope you have an awesome writing journey. Thank you again for listening to this podcast, for watching. Check it out on YouTube if you haven't already. That's Kate's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash K-A-Emmons. Thank you again to our amazing patrons for making this show possible. And we will see you in the next one. Until then, stay stoked and rock on.